And sometimes we don't think about the children going through difficulties, persecution. I remember Pastor Peter, if you ever hear, hear his life story, uh, his father was witchcraft, I believe. And uh, at eight years old, uh, Pastor Peter was beat and thrown in the cornfield left for dead because he would not convert and go to school and become a witch doctor. And uh, we see what God did with his life. You know how many lives he's touched now over there in, uh, in Nigeria. Uh, but in the video talked about the light. And Jesus tells us that he is the, the light of the world. His light is life. His word is life. Think of that. And we look at these youngsters and see what he went through. Because he knew the truth. He knew what the beatings were all about. If this is love, I want nothing to do with it. And then we met Jesus. And he met him because a school teacher wasn't afraid to give him a Bible. Think of that. Shared it with him. Then he got in trouble for reading it. The father took it away from him. So there's always opposition to those who are coming to Jesus. There's a lot of stumbling blocks in order to stop him from doing it. But, also I see in the video though, that it was, look at his life. His life was transformed so much that it caused his mother to risk everything to go with them in order to watch his baptism. I mean, I imagine her husband would cane her. Maybe cane her to death, beat her to death because of refusing to obey him. And that caused her to look for the light. And it reminds us that we're the same way that our life the light of Christ to live in us. You know, that we'll be such a, a magnet. I love it when that prayer, prayer the worship service he was in, you know. Everyone uplifting and smiling. I mean, they knew what it was like to worship the Lord. And that's draws people to him, you know. And it's for us the same way. But he asked for us to lift up the little ones today in prayer, young people. And I think the, I think he was about 13, wasn't he, they said? 13 years old. And Alex, how old are you? You're 12. Could you just stand up for a second? Me and my I'm not going to embarrass you. Just come down here for a second, okay? I know. You weren't expecting this. But, but, but this young man here, be, be his age. And you can see Christ on this. This man has got a heart for the Lord. And the heart people is amazing. To be able to stand up for uh, what he truly believes in. And uh, as time goes on, as he grows more and more, He'll need more and more prayer because Satan will do whatever he can to derail him and try to get him to fall backwards and stumble. And we all can stumble. The main thing is picking one another up again, you know. But I won't embarrass you any longer. But thank you. I just, sometimes you can't think what a 12 and 13 year old looks like. And uh, I've been a few years for some of us who've been there before. So. But we can just pray in agreement today. I'll pray and let's speak the word of God out. But let's just pray. Father, for our privilege today to intercede on behalf of these little ones, God. Those who know the way, the truth, and the life. God, we thank you for their hearts. We thank you for those who are help transforming them. God, we thank you that wherever they're at, God, with your spirit within them, that you will give them the strength. You will give them the determination not to waver, but to stand boldly, Father, for the cause of Jesus Christ. We do pray for their strength. And we do pray for their uh, the comfort between one another. And go to our, our desire, Lord, is that they be removed from any confrontation. But God, we got to understand. 
It's not the body of a man, the inner or a lady, which does the battling. It's the spirit, and the spirit of the living God is within each one of these. So we pray for boldness. We pray for strength. We pray for determinations, and we pray God there be a, a unnumberable bounty of souls rescued because of them, Lord. We want to thank you for the privilege we've had over these several, several years of being able to be involved to help feed and encourage and direct the voice of the martyrs and those probably are willing to share Jesus no matter what the cost. I pray each one of us will be encouraged today, Father. We see what this little woman went through and how you rescued him and gave him purpose and how he is changing lives, God, that we may be used the same way. All this, Father God, to bring you glory. So may they continue to find favor. May more and more people see the need to be involved with Voice of the Martyrs and help support them. Through our abundance, we can help them continue on the calling you place on their life. God, all this be to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. But we got here this, this morning, and I do believe this will be moving to another subject next week, but going back and looking at the church in Revelation when Jesus speaks about a hot or cold, but since you're lukewarm, I'm about ready to speak to you how it. And we looked at it last week, what it means to be a, a lukewarm uh, person. And I'm not going through everything, but some of the stuff we looked at, and again, it's for us to look at ourselves, where are we at with Jesus? Is he, are we in love with him? You know, is he truly my Lord, my Savior? You know, is he occupying me? Or do I still have him just in a couple of rooms of my, of my temple and not allow him to control my thoughts or my, my mind, my mouth, uh, my finances, wherever I hang out at? And it's just a, an awesome thing that he's not going to give up on us. He wants to do everything he can in order to stimulate us. Because time is coming very soon. I mean, I have a scripture here, but I still have it, that we look at today. And God's desire is not for anybody to perish. Amen? And we have to understand this, too, is that Scriptures talk many times about you know, those who endure to the end. So we can start off walking with the Master and just slowly fall away, fall away, fall away, and it doesn't mean anything to us anymore. So we walk around with a false sense of security. Because we remember, well, I remember, you know, 40 years ago on a sunny, sunny day, I said a prayer and... Uh, but either our heart wasn't there or life took you away from it. The awesome thing is, is God is there waiting for us to turn back to Him. You know, repent from any sins we got ourselves entangled in, any coldness that we have. Now, I can't ex- explain enough that inside of each born-again believer, those who have been rescued uh, from their sins, and man, they're, they're headed to heaven, inside of it is desire for other people to come to know Jesus. And that comes to a self-sacrifice of man. Not what we want to do, but what does Jesus want to do to us and work through us, you know? It's like a little boy, I say a little boy, a young man, how he drew his mother, he drew those around him to the Lord. And that's how we are to live our life, you know? And sometimes we can get ourselves wrapped up in the stuff and it dims the light of Christ and pretty soon we compromise. And there is no compromise when it comes to the Word of God. I shared last week there is compromise in marriage. If you want to have a happy life, have a happy wife. Amen? 
So we can compromise back and forth. We can, gentlemen, put the toilet seat back down. We learned that last week. But when it comes to the Word of God, there is no compromise. Nothing's changed over 6,000 years, 4,000, 2,000 years since the Master walked on the earth. All the love that He has in this Word and everything that He cautions us about is still the same today. But that's where the issue comes down because there's so much false out there. Teachings. He tells us here in Matthew 24, uh, verse 4, when they're talking to him about uh, his coming back. You're going to be familiar with this, but again, I want to share it with you. Jesus says and said, when the end's coming, see to that no one misleads you. Now, Jesus says he's the way, the truth, and the life, right? How not to be misled? Misled? Following his word, right? Yes, amen, amen. Uh, you can have it in your lap and still be deceived because we don't follow it, amen? I go down the road with a map stretch across the front of my van going somewhere and drive and be lost totally because I don't read it. Or I can, nowadays I'm going down the highway and the wife says you missed your turn off, okay? I can be stubborn ah, I know where I'm going. Right? I mean, yes. And how foolish that is. How simple it be, well, honey, what did it do wrong? And she'll tell me. <laughs> she'll tell me. But, but to do that. Well, the same way here. The pastor, you know, my life, you know, I just, I don't know what's going on. Well, is it line up the Word of God? You know, right here, God says, oh man, you don't be doing what you're doing. Yeah, but you know. Well, do we want the way of the truth and the life? Or do we want to feel good? You know? I asked people before, oh, I just want to feel better. Do you want to feel better? Or do you want to be healed? There's a difference. Hey, uh, I can take a, a pain pill a day and I feel better. But I want the healing also. Amen? Because see to you that no one misleads you, for many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ. Saying, I am a Christian. Say, I'm a follower of the Lord. Mm-mm. And it will mislead many. You will hear of wars and rumor of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. That is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And that's taking place, been going on for quite some time now. In various places there will be famines and earthquakes and there's a whole lot of shaking going on. Amen? And the famines, look at the drought, look at the shortage of food that's taking place. This is all playing out before your eyes. And I know we can say, well, it's been like this. Never on the magnitude of this. The Bible talks about the birth pains. And it has started, I don't know, that much about birth pains. I know you're probably somewhere, I think you go from zero to ten or something, or twelve. Uh, I think we're at a six and a half. Ten, okay. We're really, I mean, how much more do we need to know of the fall of Jesus? I mean, we are in. We're in the canal. I mean, this thing is taking place. But all these things are merely the beginning of birth pains. Then you'll be delivered to tribulation, and they will kill you. And you will be hated by all nations because of my name. Why? Because Jesus is the center of our life. Jesus rescued me from my sins. Jesus gave me a plan and purpose for my life. He took my shame. Oh, he, he, took, he knelt on the cross. He said, now give me your skin, Starkey. I'm going to live inside of you. Well, God, come on in. I've seen the 43 years I did on my own. It wasn't that great. 
said, I want all of you. He didn't die on the cross just for my right arm, Penny. No, no, no. Or my left foot. It was a complete change. Uh, let me have you. And again, I always say this. Perfect? No. Change? Yes. Listen to that voice. Hear the Word of God. If we hear the Word of God, and we know it's true, and we don't abide with it, then this issue is going on. Amen? Because we want this, you know? At that time, many will fall away. Now, he's talking to the church. This whole thing is to the church. Amen? It's not to the world. The world hated each other all, but this is talking about the church. There's churches raised up against churches. Why? Well, sometimes it's a good cause. Because the churches out there that are not preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. They need to be exposed and people need to know what's going on. Because how many people have been deceived walking their way into hell think they're headed to heaven? And that's taking place. Mm. That time many will fall away and will be, be, betray one another and hate one another. Our enemies, we should love. Even our enemies, we need to love our enemies. Amen? Many false prophets will arise and will mislead many. Because lawlessness is increased, most people's love will grow cold. And I've shared this many times. That's my prayer a lot to God. Don't let my heart grow cold. He gave me a warning. He gave us all a warning. Our hearts can, can grow cold. So how do we keep it? For not growing cold. Praying and looking at what Christ did for us. But the one who endures, in verse 13, to the end, he will be saved. But the one who endures. And it said the one who starts out and falls away, it's endures. And to me the word endures is like, it's kind of heavy, you know what I'm saying? You got to endure this, long hanging, but as you do, you shall be saved. You know? So it shows a part of us being engaged. And it says, uh, This gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all the nations. And then the end will come. And I do believe, I think the gospel is in every nation. Correct me if I'm wrong, if you know something that, oh, <laughs> oh man. I had to address my wife, and she's not, never mind. I'm not going to ask her where she's at. Uh, <laughs> but it doesn't say that the gospel will be preached to each person individually, but in every nation. Then the end will come. And there's nothing that's going to take place from coming to take us out of here. So that's how short our time is. But we have to look at ourselves and number one thing tonight, today we're looking at, is he there in you? You know, I have a, my oldest son, Chad, if you guys know him, and I did the IT for the county. He is in the Christmas lights. I mean, I don't know how many thousands of lights. He's in charge of the courthouse. We see it lit up Friday. It will be him. He does that stuff. He just, man. He had a house on 4th Street. Boom. Moved up there somewhere up by the hospital. I mean, humongous. Lights and lights. I mean, you know where Chad's house is going up the highway because you see the lights. Well, think about this. If, if he would say, hey, Dad, I'm coming home for December. I'm, going, I'm just going to hang out the house for a while. I guarantee you, the first day, there'd be so many lights in my house, outside my house, it'd be a glow. You know what I'm saying? And you could go past my house and say, what is wrong with Starkey's house? He is so tight, he don't even run a nightlight. 
And look at this glow. I bet you his son's in there. Oh, wow. You're going to know that, that Chad's in my house because my house doesn't look the same anymore. Oh, it's bright and uplifting and, and from probably Plainfield or who knows, from NASA, maybe you can see that light shining because that's what Chad's all about. Amen? I mean, he is all about that. We're using the same scenario with ourselves. We were dead in our sins. Visible in the spirit realm. But when the light of the world comes into our life, when we come, Jesus come, and whoop, there he is. There's a completely different transformation in our life. Man, I want what you have. Woo! I want. That's what it is all about. Not a fake thing. But you just have a way of glowing. You're always peaceful, and someone's got an issue. Well, let me tell you what Jesus says. And they get to the point they won't come around you because you're going to talk about it as Jesus. But that's what you're called to do. Amen? Oh, wow, just like the youngster on the, on the video. I mean, it drew his mama because his son, her son has changed. Now, I don't know if you'll end up reaching his father or not. I have no idea. But, but that's the way we, we should be. And if we're not, we can say, okay, what am I plugged into? What am I plugged in today that's still my joy? Is the headaches? Is it worrying about things? You know, we gotta stop worrying, okay? I mean, follow the master, pray about what you need, but don't worry about it, okay? Because worrying, stress can bring so many medical problems upon you. Boom! And sometimes we say, oh, Jesus, take the wheel, right? Popular song. Oh, take, no! Give him the wheel. Jesus, take this from me. No, give it to him. Amen? And what's, he, what's the Scripture say? In any situation you get involved in, what does it say to you? You know? I should uplift you. He's not a liar. You know what I'm saying? And, and man, we should, our transformation would be, oh man, and we should, glowing up everywhere. You're in, a, you're in the hospital. You're in the doctor's office. Uh, you're standing in line at your favorite checkout place. It's time to glow. I mean, we want that. And that's how you know. And what happens, he's saying here, now listen, a lot of ovens, your lukewarm, your, your, your light is really dim, he's saying. You're just talking to the church, you talk to us. We're all got our own temple, right? He says, I'm about ready to spit you out. When you read it in translation, I know it says, I wish you a hot or cold, but you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out. But if you look at the scripture itself, it says, I'm about ready. That's our God for us. That's Jesus. He's ready. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm waking you up. I'm going to stir up the love for him. Let's go back in time when you first found me. Let's go back when you caught on fire for me. woo You know? Let's stir back up and he goes, hey, I've called you for this is it. If you know football, this is a, not a two-minute warning. This is like 15 seconds left in the game. Because I need you. I need your love. I need you want other people to come to know me. But number one is, I want you to love me, he says. You know, you never want to go to a marriage counselor that's never married. 
Amen? Even though you read the book, it's not the same. No, it's not. Bob Dagger shaking his head, brother. I'm with you, man. And there's a whole lot more in there, you know? And if you need counseling, you know somebody, oh, I've been married 45 years. Wow. That'd probably be a good counselor, right? Except I've been divorced seven times. I can tell you what not to do. No, I haven't. I mean, I'm just saying that. But what you need, what we need, is a true relationship with Jesus in our life. The true Word of God in our life. And then absorb it. You catch up. Hey, how do you, how do you get things back on track again in your marriage? Well, let me tell you what we went through. Or how do you get back on track? How can you work for a person like that? Well, the Bible says, Jesus tells me, whatever I do, do is unto Him. So even though this person here does not treat me right, as long as I'm employed by Him, I'm going to honor God and do the best job I can. Oh, they only pay you four bucks an hour. Well, I agreed to work for four bucks an hour. Well, that new guy they hired for ten dollars. They, that's their money. I work for four bucks. I'm looking for another job. But I work for real. I honor Jesus in everything we do. Our lives this past week, you know, look at things you've been involved in and stuff. You know, I've done a whole lot for the Lord. But how did you react? You know, we, we always have something every week that we're not expecting normally, right? How do we respond to that, you know? Uh, and that's what he's saying. Listen, lukewarmness. Uh, I'm coming back. I'm coming back for a church. I'm coming back for an individual without spot or wrinkle. And that means we'll be under the blood of Jesus that our hearts is His. You know, uh, some of the things we looked at last week, superficial love, that you just, you love someone just because of what they can do for you. Amen? And love is, I mean, that is wrong. He tells us love our enemies. Pray for those who persecute us, okay? So we got to look at ourselves. Do, do you? Do we love like we says we should? Loss of your first love is Jesus. Is He the first thing you think of? When something goes haywire, when something's wrong, you need help. Is it His Word that comes back to you? Does it? Scripture come back to you in a situation and do we obey it? I'm willing to bear the cross, otherwise saying we need to die to ourselves. Our own personal thoughts and oh, I just can't stand that person. I don't Yeah. That can happen. Lack of commitment. Today we read the Bible and then we don't pick it up again for three or four weeks. You know, it's like taking your blood pressure medicine today and not pick it up for three or four weeks. It's not recommended, is it? Well, some of you don't have blood pressure problems, but uh, the married men know what I'm talking about. Uh, but it's following the instructions. Fear of man. That's one of the biggest crippling things that we have that we can be afraid to say something about Jesus around people because we're afraid they're going to reject us. They're going to talk to me anymore. I won't be invited to the card club anymore. Or... I have pastries in the morning with coffee and I won't be allowed to come down here. Okay, I mean, did anyone spit on you? Well, they might have, maybe. Punch you? I mean, 
that should be in us, you know. Hey, I don't want down here anymore for coffee and dinner. Oh, that's okay. I'll stay in my room. I'll be praying for you. Have a good day. You go and pray for them, you know. Because remember, if you're born again, you're coming across people who aren't saved yet. They're just like you were at that time. And when we exchange our death sentence for eternal life, there's a, there's a change in our life that we don't know how to do everything, but we want to tell people about Jesus. This is the worst thing you run into. Two things you run into. Number one, uh, if you smoke, an ex-smoker. Amen? You know, I remember smoking, people come to me, oh, man, I don't do that stuff anymore. Yeah, get out of here. I don't want to hear that. And the second thing is a brand new Christian. Because always, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus did this. Oh, Jesus did that. Oh, Jesus did that. But shouldn't it be that way all the time? I mean, yeah. I mean, we, as we grow in Christ, we take on a lot more burdens just because we're praying more. But, but He is still the answer. But let me tell you about the Lord. And just because you got rejected, somebody walked away from you, the next person down the road might be ready yet. But it's it just it's something inside of us, you know, to, to have it rekindled in our life. That's what He's calling us to do. And why would you worry about all this stuff? Why don't you just spit you out right now and get it over with? Well, I'll tell you why. Because God's pretty smart. You know that. He has a love for you. In John three sixteen, we know what that says, right? That God so loved you, He so loved me. That he sent his only begotten son. Think of that. To save us. Oh, I don't need to save much. <laughs> yeah, but again, again, warning again. Let's go back as youngsters, maybe some of us. Don't touch that stove. You're gonna get burnt. How many, don't how many touched the stove out there told you? I actually did. Yes. And you know what? I got burnt. The, the awesome thing about it, though, I learned I never touched it purposely again. I learned. Well, when it comes to walking with the Master, we have to, he, we have to know how much He loves you and cares for you and heed His warning. Because there's no do-overs after our last breath. Amen? I mean, we look at the Matthew twenty-five forty-one. You want to go there? I'm going to read it to you. I'll kind of go through these a little bit. But He's talking about on that day. When people stand before him, and you talk about, you know, didn't we feed you? Didn't we cast out demons? You all familiar with the scripture? Going through all the good works that we did, and Jesus says, He will say to those on His left, "Depart from me, accursed ones, into the eternal fire, which has been prepared for the devil and his angels." Okay, come on, hey, to hell with you is what He's saying. It was prepared for the devil and the angels. They removed from heaven. He gave us the warnings. He gave us the Son, Jesus. And we still reject Him. He's going to go to hell. He, he's warning us. It's not that He's going to send you to hell. We were born in a sin nature. We're headed to hell without Jesus. Think of that. And He's trying to warn people that. That listen, you don't want to go there. Now, I know back in a lot of rock groups, hey, I listen to... oh. And there was ACDC, you know, uh, an interview one time, uh, really a perverted guy. Uh, talk show, help me out. Long hair. Still, Howard Stern 
talking to the guy in charge of uh, uh, Tyler, Steve Tyler. And he's getting ready to sing a song. And it popped up my, my notes here. Aerosmith. And, and it was starting to get cranked up and stuff. And uh, Howard said, yeah, man, play it, buddy. Let's play it. I'll tell you what, man, just play it till we all get in hell. Said, yeah, I'll go to hell with you, man. We're going to party together in hell. I have no idea what they're talking about. There is no party in hell. When you read the Scriptures, there's only agony and pain separated for eternity. No hope. Today you're sitting here, you don't know Christ, there's hope for your life because you still call Paul in the name. Repent from your sin to receive Him. But in hell there's not. And he said, listen guys, Luke Warner ain't going to cut it. Why? Because I've traded you. If I'm living in you, again, it's going to be like the lights that I would have around my house. It's going to be evidence. Now, a bulb can burn out once in a while. You've got to replace the bulb, right? We can get kind of dim once in a while on a walk, right? We just need to be stimulated. Need to be encouraged. Oh, man, my soul is really down out there. Okay, let me pray with you. Stimulate one another. But we all got to look inside. Are we burning bright like it was? I still remember when I went down the altar. I still remember. Man, the weight taking off. I, I said, I haven't shut up yet. I don't think I'm particular or different. I know you might disagree with me. But I think in a way I'm normal. And Carol ain't saying a word. A normal Christian, that's what I'm saying. Because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And they share that. I mean, what a blessing God had had us here for 18, 19 years now. 18 years. This is our anniversary today. Here in this building, 18 years, I think it was, we moved in. But He's given me a, a place for us to reach out and share and encourage one another. Not everybody embraces it. Yeah, if you was here this week, I got in a fight, fist fight. But you know what I'm saying? The gospel, the truth is the truth. We all watch out for people. But it's inside of us. You know, again, we got to check ourselves. Do I have that fire in me? We talked last week also about the, the law of false religions out there. And people don't know they're false. And we talked about Mormonism. We talked about Jehovah's Witnesses. A lot of them, Buddhists. If you're raising that, that fellow, you don't know the difference. Don't know the difference. But he said this place was, was designed for Satan and the fallen angels. And Satan hates God so much, he hates you. He'll do everything he can to deceive you, to follow him into hell. If you look in the Scriptures, Satan doesn't jump in the hell. Oh, I'm home. He has to be bound and thrown in. When we say Satan, go back to hell where you come from, he has never been to hell yet. Understand that. That's his death sentence. That's his. It's not even a pre-sentence investigation anymore. He is out waiting to report. That is true. But he wants to take you with him because he hates God so much. He hates you that you were made that you were made an image of God, and your His Spirit lives within you. That's why he comes against you all the time. Revelation 21.8 says, But for the cowardly, the unbelieving, 
the abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars, all gossipers, all homosexuality, all fornicators, adulterers, all that will be in the lake of fire that burns the fire and brimstone, which is the second death forever and ever and ever. Listen, we all got a sin in our life we have to be rescued from. Amen? But Satan is still there. I don't care how popular it is, it hasn't changed any. We can embrace it. We're afraid to open our mouth up. Oh, I might offend somebody. Hey, listen. I'd rather have you offend me and I'll fill the flames of hell then you be nice to me and I fill the flames of hell. Amen? But I has to be in our hearts. And we share out of love. Not condemning. Not say, hey! You go to hell. That's going to draw people to Jesus, ain't it? Now, being scared of hell is a good thing to be scared of. But hey man, what you're doing is, is sin. I've been there. But the Bible says this. And He offers us forgiveness. You know, I'm not condemning you. Christ has already condemned sin. Amen. I'm just telling you what it is. Out of love, because I care for you. And then have patience with one another. You know, okay. I don't hear that story. Okay, okay. But at least I shared it. Amen. But we have that desire in us, and you become very unpopular. You know, the Scripture says that. You know, we're here for a short period of time. Can you imagine eternity in heaven? Can you imagine no more sickness, no more pain? Be in the presence of the Lord forever? You know, we're in heaven seven years, you know that, don't you? We come down here. You know, in a thousand years we get a new heaven, new earth. What he has planned for that, I have no idea. I think he's going to give us our own little earth, our own little uh, planet to roll over. I want Pluto. That's what I want. Because I love the cartoon. I mean, it's awesome, okay? In Luke sixteen twenty four, he says, and, and he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue from agony in this flame. This is the master talk. Again, showing us. It's, it's called the rich man and Lazarus. Not Lazarus, Jesus raised from the grave. But it talks about there's a rich man in Luke sixteen nineteen, dressed in purple, fine linen, joyously living in a splendor every day. He had a made. He had he may be a millionaire, billionaire. You know what I'm saying? You think about people who has all the money in the world, and a poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate, covered with sores, and longing to be fed with the crumbs which were falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. This guy is down and out. It says, now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels. Think of this. He's laying at the gate of this guy's mansion. To me, it'd be a Lamborghini comes out every day. The gate opens up automatically, shoves this guy out of the road, Lazarus. He's laying there like this. That guy knows there's a need there. Drives past him. The dog's come, even looks on, his, on him. But he died, he died one day. And was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom. And the rich man also died and was buried. In hell, he lifted up his eyes, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus so that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool off my tongue. For I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember, 
that during your life you receive your good things, and likewise Lazarus bad things. But now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this between us, and there is a great chasm fixed, that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able, and that none may cross over from there to us. And he said, Well, then I beg you, Father Abraham, that you send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers in order that he may warn them so they will not also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, They have Moses and they have the prophets. Let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Abraham, but if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. See, before Jesus died on the cross, paid the penalty for our sins, when a soul would die, he went to what they called Abraham's bosom. Uh, and on one side it was those who believed in the Lord. The other side, which is Hades or hell, was those who rejected God. So it shows you right there in hell, you still have senses. You still know what's going on. You're in agony. He couldn't help himself. Then he turned his, his life towards his brothers. Hey, I got five other out there. He's saying, hey, I got five more out there just like me. And I don't want them to come here. Last thing I want them to hear in hell, send them, send somebody to them and witness to them. That's their cry. He said, well, even Lazarus came back from the dead. They got the word. Why would he say that? You ever try to testify to somebody? You ever tell anybody that you went to the doctors and you had a scar and you had a spot on your lungs and you get prayed for and the spot's gone? And you try to tell somebody what the Lord's done for you? That's why they probably missed it the first time. Amen? I mean, that's just, that's, it goes on that way. But he's showing us there now. Now, this guy went, this rich man went from thinking about himself to his family. Wow. Now, the, the poor guy, he had nothing all his entire life. Agony. But now, wow. In heaven. And the rich man, his stuff is gone. Whatever is entertaining in your life today that separates you from the Lord, whatever you sold yourself out to, that ain't going to do you any good on your last breath. Amen? And Satan tried to teach you, you got to do this. And listen, you gotta understand, no liar, no thief, no gossiper. That's not my words, it's the warning of God. Those who practice such things will not see the kingdom of God. Okay, Christ is in us. You gotta overcome the temptation to lie. And this world will try to teach you to lie. I've shared that before. I've seen people come in before. Change this application. Lie about this. Lie about your income. Lie about that. Lie, 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 lie. But it goes deeper than that. You work for somebody. Eight hours a day, you only work six. But you get paid for eight. Now you're a liar and a thief. Do you understand how deep this is? It's a whole transformation in your life. But he comes in and changes you. He wants to change you. So you say, Am I? Am 
I on fire for the Lord? Does it truly? I mean, this is. I don't want no answers. I want your conversation tonight with God. Search me, Lord, and truly, you know my heart, my soul. Change me. I want to be on fire for God. If that's what you want. If we don't, I mean, that's fine. I mean, that's how you want to do it. Matthew eighteen nine, he talks about. Look at ourselves, and he says this way: If your eye causes you to stumble, pluck it out and throw it from you. It is better for you to enter life eternally with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into the fiery hell. Now he's not telling you as a description. He's not telling you to put your eyeballs out. Okay, and I've seen, I've heard before people do that. Nah, he's saying. Anybody wants to volunteer? Pick out the eyeball. Now listen, Fernando, you got a choice. You just stop doing that or poke out your eyeball. <laughs> Isn't it better to stop doing it? Look at the pain, you know, to, to move away. It could be that, hey, get a different relationship. Oh, I just can't. I'm telling you, there's some pain in following Jesus. Amen? There's separation that will come in your life. It's going to take place. But we have to be ready for the Master. He doesn't want you to fall back where He came from. And I see time and time again, people going back, as I said last week, I think it was, a dog will return to his own vomit. If you don't have, you know, the only way to keep the dog away from the vomit is you got him on a leash and you got to pull him away. And come on, you want that. And after a while, we'll find some new dog food or whatever. But if we don't stay connected to the Lord and keep that fire going, we're going to find ourselves going right back where we come from. And the sad part about it, now we're convinced that we go back to where we came from, we're okay because we said a prayer. And that's a lie of the devil. Lie of the devil. Matthew thirteen forty two. And I will cast them into the furnace of fire, in that place where there shall be weeping and gashing of teeth. See, all this stuff is real, guys. It, 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 and, and this whole whole thing behind it is, I don't want you to go there. I'll rescue you from that. But man, that oh, you want to be. I don't know. I, you know. I was in law enforcement for 40 years, not in the military. I would imagine if you joined the military, you went because you want to defend our country and our rights that we have and our Constitution. And you can, can you imagine signing up and then you go back here and you sit down? Hey, we're going to take on the enemy today. Oh, go ahead. I mean, inside of it is like, should be, hey, I'm going to go. I'm not sure what I can do, but I'll back you up. I got your back. You know, same with this youngster we saw today. Hey, I'm not over there with him. I got his back. I'm going to cover him in prayer. I'll be praying for him. Be engaged. Why? Because, boy, I tell you what. Whew, he's young. He's got a whole life ahead of him. I want him to be strong enough to overcome the temptations of the devil. Not to fall back. We sit in the music world a lot. People start off in Christian music, but then they get transferred over to 
secular music, why do they make more money? They get sucked into it. I'll just take my, I'll take the Spirit of God with me over into the secular world and, and I'll just witness these people. It doesn't work that way. And Satan has a way of just sucking us in. It's more about the money and the compromise and the lyrics change and stuff. Now, I've seen a lot of them start off in the secular world, get born again, and bring their talents over into the Christian world. Amen? But then we, we, we've got to watch that part of it. It's easy. It's easy to get wrapped up in things again. And this is time and time again he gives us warnings. I mean, he just... These drunkards... You know, we got a thing coming up Tuesday. Boating on marijuana. Legalized dope. I mean, if you look at the statistics, go out to California and go out to Colorado and look at the increase. I mean, and they say it's got a really good chance to pass this time. Issue one. The transgender, the abortions. I hear a lot of, you talk about false doctrine, I hear a lot of People who call themselves pastors standing up, speaking in behalf. Vote yes for issue one. And people, well, he's a pastor. What does he pastor? Well, he's in Columbus. We got a big church. I mean, I, 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 this is me, and I truly believe the Word of God when he says, Do not spill innocent blood. Our own Constitution said we have the right to life. Liberty, and then the pursuit of happiness. But the way they want to do that, I mean, again, I've said before, there can be times you got to make a choice. Mommy, baby, understand that. But we have it as a uh, inconvenience. I'll get rid of the inconvenience. And it got to be changed. Anyway. more scriptures that would encourage us but I won't share them the Bible is what encourages us the calling that he put each one of our life I just pray the day that we're to search ourselves and think about man yeah, I'm not quite I'm on fire like I used to be for the Lord you know and I want to be rekindled again and it might be you God will you want to break bread here in a moment but I want to ask Carol of them to share You're going to share a song during communion today. I've already asked uh, Alex and Lori to share communion with us. But just to go back on yourself and just whether share they're going to share part of the song, then we're going to start communion. But are we still on fire for the Lord? Other things in our life has come over, and you know, I'm not saying you're laying in sin. But other things in the world has diminished your light because you're wrapped up in a bunch of heavy stuff. And it's time to just give it to the Lord. You know, I, can't, I can't control my kids. Amen? We cannot control our kids, but there's a God in heaven that hears our prayers. I we pray for them. Man, I, let it lift you up. Because you're doing what God's called us to do. Your own lives. God, just in my life, just, just 
like that fire again. Take me back to where we first met. Now you're back thinking about Carol first time I met her, and boy, just so giggly. Wow. Oh, man, and uh, all the 47 years and of all the stuff we've been through, you know, life is hard at times, and you lose people, you go through stuff. But I always go back and think about our relationship, and it brings me a joy, and we go through anything. Oh, she's holding my hand, I'm holding hers. And that's the same with Jesus. We're going to go through stuff. But we just hold His hand and go with them. And He'll show you that peace that peace that He offers us that's a peace being reconciled with Him and then knowing that He is working in your behalf whatever you see today it can't be stronger than prayer Amen Amen so let's just spend a couple minutes with the Lord and we'll break bread here in a second but share that and it reminds us that those who endure to the end shall be saved So you're not too far gone yet. Amen. Man, we'll give you we'll follow him. Everyone else got a calling in our life. My calling isn't yours and yours isn't mine. But wherever we go, I mean, I always use an example of it's really dark outside and you walk around carrying a candle. What what could that candle do across the street? It would do nothing. Well, I'm not called across the street. I'm right here. And wherever you go, man, just take the Master with you. But dwell in His Word. Let Him just be the center of your life. So use me, Lord. And He will. He will do that. Well, may the good Lord bless you and keep you. May He call His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may He turn His face toward you and give you peace. And may you walk in the victory that Christ won for us at the cross. May the Holy Spirit be strong within you. And may the blessings God has handed down to Abraham rest upon you and your household and your children's 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 children. All to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen.